You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, last week we wrapped up a uh, teaching series on the gospel. And today I want to begin a uh, series entitled In Training. Everybody say In Training. We'll start out in 1 John chapter 4 this morning, verse 7 and 8. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, help me on this. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising, watch this, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Listen to it in the message paraphrase. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. That's good. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so. Making you fit both today and forever. I want you to notice that the benefits of this training that we're going to be talking about, actually that word training in the Greek there is the Greek word gymnase. Does that remind you of anything? Gymnasium, a place that you would exercise and train. And uh, the benefits of this are for this life and for that which is to come. I'm thankful that life in Christ is not just a far off in the blue kind of thing. It is a here and now proposition as well as our eternity. It's abundant life. It's eternal. It's eternal life as well. But where I want to go with this, uh, has to do with this. There are many things that we are trying to do. Everybody say trying that we actually should be training to do. And I know that you're trying hard I know that I try hard on some things, but this is, this might be a little shift in our paradigm in our, in our approach, how we think about this, that there are so many things that we are trying to do that we should be training to do. We're trying to overcome temptation. We're trying to be nice. We're trying to be patient and kind y'all we're, we're trying to live godly. We're trying to not worry. There are other things in our natural life that we don't just try to do. We would we, there's no way we could do them without training. You don't try to run a marathon. Y'all, you have to train to do that. Do I have any runners in this place? They were all here earlier. Okay. I, I see a couple. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, and I think a full marathon, I learned first service is 26.2 miles. You know, if I had a run for Jesus marathon tomorrow morning, if you love Jesus, come and run this marathon. And some of you, yeah, I love Jesus. And you come, well, you're going to die. <laughs> you better love Jesus. So, so he'll take you home. But you, you show up for a marathon and I'm going to try. And you show, and you can have all the stuff too. You can have the headband, the sweatband, the little protein gel or gel packs and water bottles and cool shoes and shorts and everything else. That's wonderful. 
you're still going to die. Okay. (laughs) Because you can't try to run a marathon. You have to train to do that. Or, um, you know, I could, Sam, do you play piano? No. I, I could say, Sam, would you try though? Would you, would you please come and try to play that last song? It probably wouldn't be that hot. <laughs> However, Tommy playing it, Tommy has trained for decades, for his whole life. There's a difference between trying and training. You know, I could find out, hey, we've got somebody here from France and they don't speak any English. Would you come over and try to speak French? You know, it's a, there's no way. We, there are some things we can't just try to do. You have to train. Every now and then you catch on TV, the world's strongest man competitions out on some beach. It's got these, these guys are just massive, you know, and they're picking up these big tires filled with concrete and they'll put them on a wall and then go get another one, you know. I mean, if you happened up on that, you wouldn't, you know, say, try and impress your girl, say, I, I think I'll try this. <laughs> Those guys have trained. Plus, let's be honest, they're freaks of nature. I said that last night and I'm greeting at the door and all of a sudden this guy comes. I'm like, hi buddy. (laughs) Something like that. You can only train so far. Okay. But I'm promising you through training, you could do, you could lift more than you could lift. Now you could become better. I could assign Sam. I want you to train every day with Tommy. Next week, he would be better than he is today. And the week after that, he'd be better than he is today. Hey, man, be a great idea. Let's do it. Um, uh, But on and on. But you know what? But still, we insist on trying to overcome temptation, uh, overcome temptation and try to not worry. And we try to be kind and we try to live this godly life. And I'm going to tell you what, you're, you're just doomed. You're just destined to fail in that by only trying. We're actually called disciples. We're disciplined learners. We are in training. We can train to overcome temptation. I promise you, some of you have been dealing with the same temptations for decades. And you're still losing to those temptations. You get a win here and there, but you're still losing to those things. And you know what you need to do? You need to come back and you need to train for it. All right. Y'all are afraid to talk. Sometimes we say, I'm trying my best. Here's a new way to maybe think about it. I am training to get better. So instead of just, I'm, I'm trying my best. That's usually our protest of why we failed. I was doing my best. Well, let's don't just try our best. Why don't we train so that we can do better and we're going to be able to overcome. In Hebrews 5, verse 12 through 14 in the New Living Translation. It says you, and, and this is going to get a little bit rough because the writer is actually going to say, you should be a lot further along than you are right now. Okay. So go ahead and take it wherever it hits you. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again, the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Watch verse 14. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training, through training, have the skill. 
through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Notice through training, you have the skill. The ESV, the English Standard Version says trained by constant practice, trained by constant practice. I want to give you a definition for training. And um, I've got some army folks right down here. Y'all know about training. Um, I want to give you a little definition of training. uh, And it's actually going to be our our equation that we're going to use next week on this. But training is, and it's a little bit long, I'll break it down. It is a skill or behavior that can be learned or improved through practice and instruction over a period of time. I'll go over that again. Training involves a skill or behavior that can be learned or improved through practice and instruction over a period of time. Training speaks of and denotes consistency. Consistency. If you went to the gym yesterday and worked out, and that's the first time you've ever done that, you cannot really come walk in here today and say, I work out. No, more accurately, you worked out yesterday for the first time, but you have great hopes and prospects of continuing. But training, actual training for you to be in training denotes consistency. Can I tell you something? That's the greatest missing ingredient in the lives of believers. If you would just consistently do the things that we're going to be talking about over these next few weeks, your life would be so dramatically different. Just consistently. Can you imagine? Let me put it to you in this way, in a whole nother way. What if from your very first time that you ever got money, your Aunt Marilyn sent you money for your birthday. And then you started mowing lawns or babysitting. What if from the very start of when you started to get money, you started living 10, 10, 80, your first 10% to God, you saved 10% and then you worked out the rest and, you know, spent it appropriately. What if your entire life you have been saving 10% consistently over the, how many of you know, you might be a little better off than you are, than, than you are today. Okay. And it's just consistency. And so This speaks of consistency. I've shared this with you many times. Consistency beats intense effort every time. Consistency beats intense effort every time. That's worth you remembering. Say it with me. Consistency beats intense effort every time. My favorite illustration is going to the dentist for your checkup. And the dentist says, I want you brushing twice a day and I want you flossing every night. Well, if you consistently do that, when you go back to your dentist, you should be pretty confident and your teeth should be, teeth and gums should be in pretty good health. But what if you kind of don't do that and every three months or so you remember to brush and you bought some floss and then the night before your appointment, you realize, you know what, I better get things in shape, you know, and you're going to brush or as my grandma used to say, scrub your teeth and she would pour salt into our toothpaste to help you scrub your teeth. And then, and then you, I haven't flossed in a year. I better get on it. You know what? You're going to bleed all night. You know, consistency beats intense effort every time. And when we're in training, it denotes consistency. That's what training is. Not just trying. Trying is kind of episodic. It's just, all right, here we go. We're going to try training is we're constantly at this thing. And when you're constantly at it, you're going to win. You're going to win. 
Now, you have to have a goal in mind, though. There has to be a goal. You can't just constantly train. Train for what? There has to be something in mind. If you continue to train and you don't have a goal, it's going to get boring. It's going to get torturous. It's going to get monotonous for you. Uh, after a while, you just you don't want to do it anymore. There has to be a goal. And so the same, you know, think of the Olympics and a person who's training for the Olympics and they're an ice skater. Well, then they have a goal. We're going to the Olympics or we're going to this competition or I'm after that title. They have a purpose then that drives them that four o'clock in the morning, they'll show up at an ice skating rink. Alicia said she wouldn't want to go deep sea fishing. I wouldn't want to go ice skating at four in the morning. You know, but they show up and they keep showing up and they keep showing up. And they keep doing the work. Why? Because they have a goal. Well, in the same way, some of you can come to church and keep showing up and read your Bible a couple of times a week and pray now and then and do some things like that. And you just keep doing. But if you don't have a goal in mind, you know what? After a while, it's monotonous to you. After a while, you start to lose interest in it. You have to have a goal. I'm calling all of us into training. But let me let me kind of unfold for you the goal a little bit for us. So that we can keep our eye on the prize here. If we will enlist and engage ourselves in training in this Christian life. Are y'all with me? Okay. If we'll get ourselves into this, this is what's going to happen in our life. This will happen. All of these will increase in your life. You will be happy. Stable. Fruitful. Blessed. And actually, all of this is an equation. Watch this. This is an equation. When we're in training, it will produce in our lives that we will be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. It's all an equation. Add it all together and you will be. Anybody know? You'll be a blessing. So our goal, listen, how many of you like to be more happy than you are? Okay, let me go ahead and speak for you. All y'all need to be more happy than you're projecting right now, okay? Okay, that we could be through training. And this, this is not the direct goal. I'm doing this so I can be happy. This will be the fruit of this. That you will be more happy and content and fulfilled. Stable. How many of you know somebody that needs to be more stable? Don't look at them. (laughs) Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. But this is not just the goal. Let me reveal to you the ultimate goal for us being in training is so that we can be a blessing. Can I rephrase that for you? Our goal, we are in training so that God can use us. We don't just come to church to find our road, to get a coffee, to greet some people. To hear some good music or whatever. You know, that is not the goal. There has to be a goal. Why are we coming here? Why do you get up in the morning and seek after God? Now I'm acting like all of you do. Why do we do this? Why do we, there's spiritual disciplines that we're going to talk about in this series. Why do we do it? I'll tell you why we do it because we have a goal. What is our goal? I want to be used by God. And can I tell you something? That is your purpose. Your purpose of breathing is so that you can bring glory to your creator and your redeemer. That's why you're here. Not just to be a mom or to be a guy or to do this or have that or go there. 
You can do all of those things, but the main goal is that I would bring glory to him, that I would in some way be used of God. And that's going to involve me having to be happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. Guess what? If you, if you don't, if you aren't in training and these areas don't happen in your life, you're not even interested in helping somebody. And can I take it a step further? If you're not happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed, nobody's interested in you helping them. If you're not happy and stable and fruitful and blessed and you're just religious, people can say, I don't want to hear about your God. He can't even make you happy or keep you balanced. There's nothing that I want from you or your God if that's you. And so this is why we have got to get in training so that this is not put on. This is outgrowth that comes out of a consistent life Spiritual disciplines, walking with God, and I'm telling you what, your joy will be full and God will be able to use you to be a blessing in the lives of others. Amen. But you can't get there without routine. You can't get there without training. You can't get there without what we call around here the day by day, the day by day. I wear this bracelet. I've worn it for years. Actually, I broke a couple. I've given a couple away. It's very meaningful day by day. And really what that stands for is this. What you do day by day takes you to your future. What you do day by day takes you to your future. And to me, it says what I do day by day will take me to my future. And so I want my future to be. And as soon as it can be for all of us, then I'm actually being a blessing. And these things are actually resident and present in my life. Can I get an amen from somebody? What you do day by day takes you to your future. Your habits determine your future. Your habits shape your character. You are known by your habits. And successful people have successful habits. And the inverse of that is also true. You know, you watch, uh, right now we're in the NBA National Basketball uh, Finals. And as you watch it, you get the privilege of seeing people that are in training, have been in training. They're the ones playing. And then you have the commentators who used to play, who are no longer in training. And guess what? You can stand them next to each other and you can tell. Who's in training and who's not in training. And if you had them play one-on-one, you can tell who's in training and who's no longer in training. It should be obvious in the life of a believer that they are in training. And when you have goals in front of you that you are in training, then you conduct yourself a little different. You know, if you're an athlete and you're training for something... You know what? And people say, hey, come with us and go here. You say, I can't. I can't go. I'm in training. Hey, eat this. I really can't. I'm in training. I got to eat this. Why are you eating that? Because I'm in training. And I'm calling all of you to be in training. Listen to me. There's some places I cannot, will not go. Why? Are you religious? No. I'm in training. You with me? There's some things I will not watch, cannot listen to, conversations I will not be involved in. Why? Starchy, religious, righteous. I'm in training. I'm in training. You're in training. 
I'm very focused on the fact that I train for this constantly. What I'm doing right now, I train constantly for this. I shape things around my week for this. I'm careful. There's some things I totally will avoid. Now, I live in a real world and I run across language, but I'm not going to invite that language into my living room and surround sound because I can't eat that. Why? Because that what you eat becomes part of you. Couldn't you imagine if I'm up here? And I was not diligent in my training and what I partook of, it's going to come out. I'm in training. There's just some things like, oh, can't see, can't hear. Why? I'm in training. Look at me. I'm calling you into training. I'm calling you into training. You Stop trying so hard to do something sporadically, episodi- episodically. Is that a word? It is now. Write it down. And just haphazardly, we we can't do that and expect to win and expect to have this in our life so that this can happen in our life. We are in training. Go ahead and say, I am in training. And so here's your answer for you and for those around you sometimes say, why don't you come do this? You know, Proverbs talks about if sinners entice you, it says, do not consent. Why? Because you're better than us. No, I'm in training. I'm in training. Settle that in yourself. I can't do that. I can't say that. Can I? And it's not this can't, can't, can't. It's also, I will do this and I will do that. And I must do this. Why? Because I'm in training and we've got to get that attitude. If you want to win, if you want, if you want the benefits of that in this life and in the life to come, are y'all still here? Proverbs five twenty three in the message Bible, it says death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decisions trap you in a dead end. The problem is we tend to be undisciplined. We tend to wander when we should be working. Come on. I've made efforts before early in my Christian walk. I am going to pray an hour a day. I've told you about it. I'm going to get down. I'm going to pray. And I'm in my office. And then I see a little spider web under the corner thing. Start, start playing with a spider. Next thing I know, my little alarm goes off. Beep, beep, beep. Well, there was my hour of prayer. You know, we tend to wander when we should worship. We tend to wander when we should, when we should be working. We tend to do that. We, we're also expecting our ship to come in. We're expecting somebody to do something for us. That rich, great aunt that we don't know about. We're hoping we've got one and she'll die soon. You know, we... we We've got a a video game mentality that, hey, it's bad, but I got extra lives. Look at me. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you have a future. And you're going to go into that future. And you're going to arrive in your future either by design or by default. What you do day by day is going to take you to your future, positive or negative. And if you do the wrong things and inconsistent things day by day, it will take you to a future. I would rather design my future in the light of God's word and do the right things day by day and let them take me to my future. So I don't end up in some kind of future just by default because of the absence of action and absence of any kind of intentionality. Now, you're not just going to wake up one day and you're out of debt. And you got plenty of financial margin. It's not just going to happen. You got your perfect body weight. 
Your garage and all your closets are cleaned and organized. And all relationships are heavenly. That's not, you're not just going to wake up and that happens like, hey, you watch too much TV. And the bus is not going to show up and say, bus driver, move that bus. And then you got, look at me. I got everything new. That's on TV. We're here. Listen to me. It's not just going to happen that way. You're going to have to get in training. Say it again. In training. We will talk about over the next few weeks, the absolute vital necessity of spiritual disciplines. We don't even like that word discipline, but you know what? If it it produces in our life, you're going to love it. And there's some very simple things that God has prescribed for us as we will get consistent with these things and just make up your mind. I am in training. And you know what? It's not about perfection. Thank God. You know, when we're talking about trying, it's about, ah, I missed. But when we're talking about training, ah, I'm getting better at this. And it's not about perfection. It's just about you showing up, starting where you are, starting as you are and committing to the day by day. It's about just keep showing up It just keep giving some heart and some effort. You know, uh, one of the disciplines that I have in my life and I just won't budge on it. It's too important to me is to start my day first and early with God. Bible open time with God cup of Earl Grey. That's just to kind of keep the flesh along with it all. But listen, it is a, if I end my day wrong or in my day late, that's that day. I can't start the next day wrong because you know what I do day by day is going to determine my future. So I've got to start out and you know what? Well, I'm tired. Take a nap later. I love naps. Naps are of God. Write that down. Naps are of God. I feel God moving in my life this afternoon. But I'm telling you, that's an important thing. But you say, Pastor, I could get up, but what do I do? Just keep showing up. But Pastor, I don't know where to read in the Bible. Just show up with your Bible. Just get before God and say, God, I'm here. He's going to honor the fact that you're coming day after day after day. What else do you do, Pastor? I I pray. I don't even know how to pray. Well, tell God that. God, I'm here. And I got my Bible and I don't know how to pray. And you show up on day two and he'll start to help you. And you show up on day three and he'll start to help you. And instead of, well, I tried that. Tried schmied. You try, you fail. You train, you get better. Just keep showing up. Just keep giving heart. Just keep giving effort. Just day by day by day. Well, what if I miss it? What if I skip a day? Get in the next day. Just get back there and say, sorry, God, and get back in there and keep going. And I'm telling you what, when you train, get this now, when you show up and he's your trainer, he will always meet with you and help you. But if you just show up and Try. That's just you. I don't want to do this just me. I want to show up with my trainer. And he's going to help me and he's going to help you. And you know what? He's going to produce these things in our life so we can fulfill that ultimate goal 
that God would somehow use us. Amen. Amen. Tommy, if you'll come. Let me finish this up. Whenever we talk about effort and working at something, some people, because of their background, maybe their religious church experience or whatever, they would, they would say, well, what about grace? Let me tell you about grace and please get this, okay? Stay with me. He's trained to do that. You stay with me. What about grace? Listen to me. Grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. So when we do this, we're not trying to earn something. We're putting out effort. Great example. The children of Israel in the wilderness. And the Lord would rain down manna on them. And he would do this daily. You know the weekend arrangement. But he would daily, the scripture is clear on that. He would daily provide. Why? Out of his grace, he would daily provide this manna for them. But you know what? He also then instructed them. Out of my grace, I poured this out on you. But daily, you need to go out and gather it up. It's the grace effort combo. And when you get it together, that's how you take home the gracious provision of God into your life. He, in his grace, will pour it out. But you have to show up with some heart and some effort and consistently daily. You need to go gather. And I'm telling you what, your life will never be the chain, uh, never be the same. And the lives around you will never again be the same. Folks, I am calling you to be in training. And that ultimate goal is so that God can use you and God can use me. We're in training. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?